Whistled down on the two. Coastal wins it. You know, they made one play more than us. It came, I mean, it was one of those games that was exciting all the way down to the last second. And so, you know, we, we came a yard short and, and uh, Super Bowls have ended the same way. And it was, it was a classic game, just didn't end in our favor. And that, that's a frustrating thing. We like to win, you know, but you know, I saw a team that was excited to play football. When we flew back from Myrtle Beach, we were, I, I was still thankful we were able to play that game and thankful to see these guys play. They worked so hard and, you know, we're sitting at nine and one, 10 games played. And this is a chance for us to respond from a result that didn't go our way. And now this is the, the true test that comes out to see what we're made of. It was obvious to anybody who watched that game, and it was equally surprising. The Cougars couldn't control the trenches. They couldn't control the line of scrimmage, either on offense or defense. That was really surprising to me. I thought BYU would be able to be dominant in that regard, and the Cougars weren't. Football is a simple game. If you can't stop the run, you're in real trouble. Coastal Carolina was definitely the tougher team, and BYU didn't respond to the toughness. As a result, couldn't get Coastal off the field and didn't give Zach Wilson enough opportunities to win the game. With that said, it came down to a yard. BYU did have some success, but not nearly consistent enough to get that win. David Locke with us. What's the biggest question about this Jazz team you're looking forward to being answered? We made the offensive paradigm shift last year, and it worked. We were the number one offensive team after getting Jordan from December 24th till the stoppage of play. Now we've added favors with the hope of bringing back the number one defensive unit we had in the past. But Derek Favors was on the floor with Jay Crowder for virtually every minute of that season when Rudy Gobert was not on the floor. How important was Jay Crowder and Ricky Rubio and those other players to that defense? That's the biggest question that I have. It's not just sticking Derek Favors back in that unit because the other players around him aren't as good defensively as the players that Derek Favors was playing with. Ben Lee has Ty Jordan, the freshman running back behind him. They give it to him and he breaks through. Touchdown Utah. Breakout game of sorts for Ty. Defense did some good things, got some key stops at the end, which preserved the win. If we don't get those stops at the end, who knows what happens. Utah is such a young team, and I don't use it as an excuse as much as I do as uh, an explanation. They need uh, some seasoning. They need to figure some things out. Too many mistakes in this game. Too many penalties. Without Britton Covey's punt return, they might have lost that game. They're talented and they're young, and they need to grow up a little bit on the field, and the only way they can do that is by playing games, and that's what this season is good for for this club. I would say the number one thing I took from that game is that Ty Jordan is a baller, and he <laughs> yes, is he going is. to be balling out for the Utes for a long, long time, and it's amazing that this program finds stud after stud after stud going back to Coach Max run at Utah. Every year, they have a baller tailback. Sometimes it takes them a little longer to identify that player than others, but Ty Jordan is that dude, and regardless of the outcome of this game against Oregon State, identifying that and giving a freshman an opportunity to beat out some guys that have been in the program a little longer than him will be the most beneficial thing about this game for the Utes going forward. I don't understand Devin Booker's recent tweet. Call me Book or D-Book, y'all. <laughs> Devin makes me uncomfortable. Why? It's your given name. Yeah, I know that's what I thought too. And, and hey, I'll, I'll call you Book, I guess. I'm not into that. You know, you hear certain press conferences and whatnot and guys are calling people by their nicknames and stuff. I don't think I would do that. If you get famous under a certain name, are you stuck with it? I mean, you don't see Madonna coming out and saying, actually, call me Darlene. Once you've reached a certain level in your names, like right there, I think you got to stick with it whether you like it or not. How about something like uh, Chester Shadows? Is everybody ready? Oh
Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, it's a football Friday on The Big Show, live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, right here in Salt Lake. Uh, We're going to talk to Gordon moment. Alema is here with me. First of all, uh, how you doing, Alema? I'm You're doing looking great. Good. Thank you. I, thank you. I, I got a little dressed up. I thought Coach Bank would be here, but he's going to join us <laughs> via Zoom. But uh, so I got dressed up because he's always complaining. Man, what's wrong with your hair? What are you wearing? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> coach Mac is with us. Hi, Zoom. Hi, Coach. How are you? Hey, hey, put put. A, let me see Alema. Can, can you put him on the face on the FaceTime? Uh, I don't think so. I, what are you looking at right now, Coach? You're on the Zoom. What are you? Are, are you looking at Austin Studio? What are you? Looking yeah, at I'm right in the studio. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the studio. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's a, you don't uh, want to look at Austin. That's not very entertaining. That's kind of hey. far away from the warehouse. At <laughs> well, the moment. Do me a favor. Send me a picture of a limo. Okay. okay, I got yeah. it. I'm on. We'll it. send you a photo. I'll do it. Send me a photo. I I want to put it up and then throw darts at it. I got dressed up for you, Coach. I thought it was going to be one of those days where we got a chance to, you know, hang out and and you wouldn't be critical of my hair or my wardrobe. I tell you what, you you told me you told me last week how many suits you have. So well, I no, I, I didn't. I wasn't honest on that number because I'm a little embarrassed how many how many suits I have, but. Uh, we are also, you know, the warehouse is connected right here to the Express Cleaners, and you got they got great deals. We'll tell you about that coming up. Where, where else could you go where you could go to buy furniture and drop off your laundry at the same time? Well, I, I, the, yeah, the guy, the Express Cleaners guy, is really, really a good guy too. Yeah, very good guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm told Gordon is with us now. Hello, Gordon. Gordon, what are you wearing? Uh, you don't want to know. Basketball shorts. I'll you a hundred bucks. I, uh, Jake from State Farm. I was listening. I, I was listening to you guys all along, but for some reason, nobody could hear me. So maybe that's a good way to have it. Just yeah. uh, let me listen to you guys. Hey, Austin, can, can you me? turn it back to whatever that was, where he could hear us, and we can't hear him? <laughs> Make that adjustment. That's a little bit of an adjustment for uh, sports talk radio, but uh, you know, I mean, that's all right. I mean, you no, know, was, no, I mean, we're you, not you locking guys, out the Godfather. Come on, you guys were very entertaining. <laughs> it's just a naked man. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, whoa. I'm not, whoa, whoa. whoa, I'm not naked. I'm not naked. Uh, I do have some parts showing, but nothing. Uh... <laughs> well, let's let's keep it above board. We're off to boy, a good start. Oh, boy, this, a, this show, this show oh. has really got this show has really gotten out of hand. Good already. Yeah. What time is it? Yeah. How much time in this yeah. segment do we have, Austin? Yeah. Is break time? Too much? Over okay. under before it would get so, out of just go out, get off the rails. Okay, and have to so. Be, Calculated. Yeah. I got to ask you a question. Yes. When you walk around town, do people yeah. compliment you on your wardrobe? Because, I mean, you're whether you meant to have this happen or not, you're known yeah. for that. And I remember way back in the days when you were on Channel 5, you were always so, so uh, put together. Well, thank and you. I, and I remember one time I was walking uh, through an airport, and it was during, I, I believe it was during uh, the uh, – the NBA playoffs, 
And you looked very, you should have seen him, guys. He he had on, this was back in the day when the T-shirt with the sweater vest was so popular. Yeah. And I think uh, you, I, you may have been wearing a beret. <laughs> you, you may have been wearing a beret. A beret? Good but, morning. But, Come on, but, man. But I'm telling you, even a lemma made even that look good. I mean, I just thought, I looked at him and I thought, man, I mean, we all could learn something from that guy right there. Coach, well, you ever been a kind. Uh, that's kind. Coach, you ever been a beret guy? No. Even no. during, how oh, about, no. even during oh, the Oh my god. I got a limbus picture right here. <laughs> I just yeah. I just sent it to you, coach. <laughs> you don't you don't look you don't look that good, Alimba. Come on, coach. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna have Austin post it now on our website. I'm I'm a little offended. I want I wanna I wanna put this up at my house hey, and then Coach, and I then want I, you to I want you to know that I hand stitched that crest that is on this jacket. I hand stitched that. Wait a minute, I gotta get the picture bigger here so I can really look at it. <laughs> it's a good you look hand at. you hand stitched it? I hand stitched that, yes. Oh my god. I actually took problem? this patch off a different jacket that I bought on eBay, and I liked the crest, so I bought the jacket with the crest, took the crest off that jacket, and put it on one that I liked. What would you do with the jacket? It's, uh, it was discarded. <laughs> well, you discarded the jacket? Well, the, the jacket, the original jacket with this crest. Well, why did you do, why did you do that? Well, because I had to cut, it, uh, cut off this. I mean, it had a big hole in it then. <laughs> so you bought a whole different jacket yeah. just for the crest. Well, yes. Oh okay. my. Well, actually, I bought this crest for a whole different jacket. That's what I did. I Why not just wear the other jacket? Well, because the other jacket wasn't cool. Oh. Well, that oh, is a cool oh, jacket. Oh, well, that's, like. that's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> How much sewing have you done lately, Gordon? <laughs> uh, I, I have pulled out a little uh, needle and thread yeah. on occasion. Oh, yeah. just stop it. Stop it right now. Yeah. Stop, it. stop it. Yeah, stop it right now is right. <laughs> Guys, you have severe trust issues, I'm telling you. I'm just saying that once you set the standard for yourself like a limo has, I mean, it must be, it must, every day must be pressure to, uh, you know, look uh, a certain way. I think, you know what, Gordon, I, I really do think that, that most people that, that have a little kind of a fashion genetics, you know, because I've been like this. I've been like this since I was a kid. Uh-huh. I mean, I was always like, you know, looking for kind of the cool new thing when bell bottoms were popular, which you remember that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both of you guys, you know, coach you and, and Gordon and, and Jacob might have missed you the first time around. But I had some bell bottoms that were ridiculously bell bottomed with the star on the on the back pocket. You remember those Wranglers? But I was always this surprises nobody. <laughs> yeah, I was always a little bit on on that cutting edge. I was just looking through some old photos from my childhood. And I'm like, man, that's kind of cool. I wonder if that would come back. So you've did, you've did been you a, a diva before the term. Well, was really I'm not going to say it's a diva. I just think <laughs> that it's not really you know it's not a burden. Like oh man, I got to do this. I got to look this way. That's just how you look. It's just how you look. Oh. So, did you wear the uh, the big uh, baggy uh, bell bottoms with the big cuff on the bottom with the yeah, platform shoes? With, yeah, with the Famalari shoes, you know it, yeah, and the silky yeah. shirt. Yeah, I was all yeah. about that. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah the that, angel that, flights, and yeah, I had all that going on. Yeah, and you had the, the collar on the shirt that you oh, landed an airplane big on, old right? collar, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, you went, you went thorough, put it together on those broadcasts. Looking yeah. forward to the jazz season, yeah. by the way. Uh, okay, we have a lot of football to get to on a football Friday. 
Um, we'll we'll talk about the specific games, but coach, I know you're eager to get to uh, the the new coaching hire in the state. Give us your thoughts on what Utah well, State did. Uh, I tell you what, that saga at Utah State is really interesting because uh, uh, they bypassed Frank and they bypassed Jay Hill, and uh, I'm not sure if they if they talked to the coordinator at BYU or not, yeah. or if they Grimes. talked to. Did they talk to Grimes? Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't know, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the details on whether or not there was a conversation there. Right. And, and whether they talked to Morgan Scully, I'm not yeah. sure. But um, so this was kind of a, kind of a surprise, you know, to, uh, to me, uh, who they hired. And uh, it's a, a pretty interesting pretty interesting deal, you know, to see. And I know that uh, if I was them, I would try to keep Frank on that staff if you can, you know, but um, I think, you know, I don't know what I talked to Frank and I don't know exactly what he's thinking at this point. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the new coach brings. Uh, and uh, it's, so it's just, it's a little bit, it, you know, I think, I think Gordon should do a investigative report on, on the situation there. It would be interesting to, to see how they came about with their decision. And uh, from the fact from when they fired Gary to when they hired, um, uh, Coach Anderson to the, uh, yesterday, I believe, and, and uh, but the guy has a good background. There's no question. I mean, he's he's earned his way uh, through the ranks. You know, I mean, he's paid a price, and uh, and he's had success at at Arkansas State. Uh, although their record this year wasn't good, and um, I know his wife had, I believe, had cancer, and she, mm-hmm. I think, she passed passed away last year. I, I think or. Yep. And they have three boys. And so the, the guy is, you know, I mean, he's, he's a tough guy because he's, he's fought through a lot of stuff and, uh, and he's been a lot of places and he's taken a lot of chances. So, you know, so it's, it's, um, um, so he's an interesting, uh, he's an interesting guy, but you know, um, but Jay Hill's been through a lot of things too, and yeah. and uh, uh, he was considered Mac. He was he was one of the candidates. I do, uh, if I understand. Well, that. yeah, he is one of, was one of the candidates, but I think they probably interviewed him maybe ten or twelve days ago, hmm. and and uh, I'm not sure how you know. It would be interesting, Gordon, if you could if you could investigate that. It would be it would be kind of fun to to find out all the particulars. And, and uh, I know that, that uh, let's say Frank didn't stay there and he left, you know, that would affect a lot of the people from the, from the culture, you know, on the team. Uh, and let, so I think that would be another thing. And I think they had a, a meeting with the players and, um, uh, a players meeting with the president and the AD uh, maybe a week ago. And I think they, the players expressed what they, what they wanted and what they believed. 
And uh, I'm not sure what came out of that, what came out of that meeting. But uh, it's, there's a, just a lot of different things. It'd be interesting to find out all yeah. the details, you know. You know, Coach, as you're talking about it, and and for for Gordon, for you, I don't know. I'm not sure what the time. What's when's the last time you had an assignment editor tell you uh, what you need to write on? Because you know you've you've had the the free license to to to, to write about you know all of the different things that I think uh, you know are are out there. This is an interesting topic. There's no doubt, um, and the fact that there are multiple. Um, uh, deserving qualified uh, candidates in the state. The ones that we, we named are, are just a few, uh, you know, with, with coach Miley and along with, uh, uh, um, um, you know, uh, Grimes and, um, you know, Jay Hill, Jay Hill um, and include Morgan Scali in that group um, to bring in a guy from Texas that really that that's that he does he doesn't know you uh, as far as I know. Now I, I, I my understanding is that that he felt like it might be difficult for him to remain uh, you know where he was, in part because of the memories of his wife and maybe needed a new start someplace, yeah. and uh, which, which you know Logan Utah might be that that landing spot. But to to me I, it's. Um, if you can't keep Frank around and Frank ends up, you know, maybe going to another of the local schools on the staff and, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how you like how long coach does it take to come in and get the lay of the land, especially if you, you don't have somebody on your on your staff that that's able to really be that uh, that liaison between you, the community and the players. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and uh, you know, I think uh, uh, I think T.J. Woods has a pretty good feel for the, the for the community. And, and uh, it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting. You know what what who stays and who goes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and right now, if, if I'm looking if I'm looking at him and I'm a high school coach in the state of Utah, I would, I would, right now today, if I had a choice between sending a kid to Utah State or to uh, Weaver, I send him to Weaver. Yeah, just because, you know, I know what the I know what the lay of the land is there, I know what they believe in, you know, and I know the coach because he's been he's a Utah guy. So, I I don't know, but but it's going to be interesting to see. But I do think that this guy's definitely qualified and he's and he's definitely earned his way. But is he a fit in Utah? That's another that's another question. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Uh, if you got a kid that you're looking, okay, you, you you got options, and it's not BYU or Utah. Um, okay, maybe Utah State, maybe Weber State. I send them to Jay Hill uh, in a heartbeat with the way that that program is run. Um, with the consistency and the, um, uh, I guess, cons- yeah, the consistency that that group has with Jay at the helm uh, versus what right now is, is a bit of a mess at Utah State. And I don't think it got necessarily cleaned up with this hire. It's going to take some time. And right. I don't know if I you agree. think you have time. Like, okay, well, well, we got some time. I mean, it's COVID and everything, but, but, uh, um, 
Coach, is that is, is that is that uh, uh, train whistle coming from your house? <laughs> what train whistle? No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It's not coming from me. Is yeah. that you, Gordon? Where is Rob no, Morris around? Because <laughs> what kind of what kind of what kind of train whistle have you got? That's, uh, I heard it too. It was a Rob Morris train whistle. <laughs> Just it happened oh, twice. Yeah. Choo choo, choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, check your phone. Check your phone. <laughs> You're getting a train whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Polar Express is rolling through the Max I lost town, man. Speaking of trains, I lost my train. Yeah, it, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. So Lima, I just I just got a text on my phone. No wonder, no wonder Lima got all the chicks at Star Palace in Pro Bowl <laughs> with these barrettes. Barrettes. <laughs> it was. A, it's not. Not a beret, it's a beret. There's well, a whatever, whatever it is. I don't think I've heard the Star Palace <laughs> reference since the last Pace time Manion. I worked with the lemma. Yeah. That was hey, your joint. That I, was your place. I don't, that was the I don't even thing. know what the Star Palace oh, is. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry to admit that I have been to the Star Palace. Yes, you no, have, you, Gordon. No, you haven't, Gordon. Yeah, I have. I yeah. have a couple of... Uh, a couple of yeah, that was back oh. when I had it going on. Like, I don't know. They want the Star Palace. That was a Lemons hangout. Yeah, man. that's where that was that's the where spot. I mean, hey, I'm telling you, hey, coach. The, the, the I mean, how did Utah, that pop up on my phone? Hey, the guys from Utah, the guys from Utah State, the guys from Southern Utah, they would all come up, up or down to come down to Provo uh, for for ladies' night. At, at the Star Palace. I oh, mean, really? You, yeah. So you wouldn't be surprised to see a guy from Dixie College to come up for Ladies' Night at the Star Palace in Pro. No, no way. Yeah. Where they, where they have mud wrestling or something like that? What's going on? <laughs> mud wrestling. Mud wrestling. Come on. Yes. Star Palace mud wrestling night. That's the, that's, that's the radio programming I'm here for. That's amazing. Oh, my. Oh, boy. This, this show is really taking a dive. We're off to a naked We're man. We're off to a great start. Uh, Tom is here, everyone. We're at the warehouse. My guy, at Tom. 18, is this the Star Palace just south of San Francisco? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even sure where that is. Well, um, Star Palace was on what Ninth East, yep. and uh, what was that about? Uh, I don't oh. know what the what the address was, but I could get there. I could get there. No problem. No huh? problem. Yeah. There, there's a hey. famous amphitheater hey. that they used to hey. do concerts yeah. called Star no, it's Palace. It's not that Star Palace. Yeah. And it's in between well, San Francisco is, Airport. No, that, that, that's no, just Tom, some Tom, random Tom, Star Palace. This yes. is the world Gordon. famous yeah. Star when Palace. A walked into the, when a lemma walked into the Star <laughs> Palace, it was like John Travolta walking into this. <laughs> 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 you, know, you mean they, they got to go ooh and ah? Oh, there's a lemma? Yeah, oh, yeah I had theme music. <laughs> so we're talking the Bee Gees yeah. instead of staying alive, they were yep. barely alive. John, John Olderoyd <laughs> was the uh, he was the DJ there, and he knew as soon as I walked in that, you know, what music play. Did the record scratch and then yeah. the spotlight yes. hit you yep. immediately? Well, yeah. Then he Hello. struck a pose. Yeah, yeah a exactly. Pose. Uh-huh. Hey, Alema, hey, did you have the? Uh, did you have that walk down? You know, when you put your hand behind your back and the whole yep. thing. The whole strut. thing. The whole thing. I'd rehearse it for about an hour before I left the, the apartment, and then it was on. Alema, sure I'm right. rescuing you because this is getting deep. <laughs> okay. Hey. So, Tom, Coach. what do we got? What kind of specials we have? I have a. a 
young couple that are just doing a proper demonstration on an adjustable bed. So I heard them come in, and, and I was like, boom, we're doing it. Let's adjustable start beds. right there with the king, split king, adjustable bed. This is the package that the home show was $4,400. If you go in every single day, it's yeah. 4400 to 5600 depending on where you go, depending on what brand you buy. We're doing it for nineteen ninety nine. That's two split king split king adjustable nineteen ninety nine. That's both mattresses. That's both bases. The mattresses are ten year warranty. The bases are ten year warranty. I've got three mattresses to choose from. Um, I've got a gel infused memory foam. I've got a gel infused hybrid, and then I've got another more of a let's call it a traditional quilted mm-hmm. built. For nineteen ninety nine. Then, if you want to go to the Gordon Monson mattress yeah. um, with massage, I'm going to do a special today that's unprecedented. Twenty nine ninety nine. This is with massage, all the bells, all the whistles. A really nice. What do we call the nineteen ninety nine special? If the other one is the Gordon Monson, well, I'm special. doing it in honor of Coach because I miss his yeah. face. Well, coach, uh, yeah, are you okay? Yeah. yeah, I know. I hey, it's unfortunate. Just one of those. Things today, but uh, hey, so Tom, I really appreciate what you did for my foundation. I just wanted you to know that. I saw you came by and gave me a little note. You are too kind, my friend. Well, I was looking all over for you. I couldn't find you. I was looking over, over at the kings, the queens, and I thought you were. I thought you were bringing a lemma with. So I went to lunch <laughs> early that day. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I, I said, "Where's Tom?" and Everybody yeah. just looked at me like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cue our listeners in on this. What Coach is referencing is uh, back a, a few weeks ago when Coach Mack was uh, uh, doing the uh, the fundraiser for his foundation, Tom was good enough to run several different specials where a portion yeah. of the sale would go to Coach Mack's foundation. And um, and and it was earlier this week that uh, that check, uh, you know, was cut and given to yeah. Coach Max Foundation, and and Absolutely. you know, aside from the great deals, Tom, this is why we're here. Right? You know, appreciate what you do for. Uh, well, for I tell you what, community. Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a deal today. Yeah, and it's gonna okay. last. When do you do your quarters for Christmas deal, Jake? Oh, for quarters for what the road home, whatever yeah, it is. So I don't know. Uh, what is coming up the twenty first? Twenty first, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do a special this week for Jake. All right. And Gordon mm. and the big okay. show. Okay. You guys can't let those other guys beat you again. Yeah. Oh, man, we won last year. Well, that's my away. point. We got to do it again. Gotta, you got to have back to back, and then we got to have a three-peat. I like it. I like where your mind's at. I have a couple of items that I can give anybody who comes in and buys. For everyone sold, I'll give 50 bucks to Jake, the great Jake, and to Gordon for their Road to Home project. Oh, that's great, Tom. Thank you. And we're going to do awesome. it. We're going to do it on this gray table set. Okay. And I've got this table is 2800 bucks on the Internet. We announced this last week. Yeah. yeah I yeah. sold five of them yeah. in a day. No way. Five, Coach. Really? I had a guy come in who bought it over the phone from 
Park City. Yeah. He had told his mom about it. He came down and saw that it was nicer than my assumption is yeah. it was nicer than we said it was. His mom bought one sight unseen over the phone. Sweet. It is an amazing, is that nice. is an amazing table. And I the have tables. leaf is ridiculous. I mean, it's One it's finger. Yeah. You've, you've never seen yeah. this. Anybody this has got do it. gears yeah. and it's got pulleys and it's got cabling. Yeah. You just pull it. It opens up from one side. Oh. You don't and need three people. it's got this music people. behind it. it goes, oh. Yeah, I was going like to say that. that. It's got these angels helping. <laughs> so we're going to do that. That setup, if you remember what we did last yeah. week, mm-hmm. I'm going to add six chairs. Six? I think it was four last week. Well, it? last week I did a four chair at seven ninety nine. So this is even better. I'm going to do a six chair at eight ninety nine. Sweet. And we're going to give 50 bucks to Jake and Gordon. Oh, thanks, Tom. That's right. awesome. Take That's advantage of today right there. and tomorrow only. Okay. You hey, what about, that? what about that muffy chair? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one with the white, the, the, the poof, white, like the, the poof poof chair. We've got, yeah, we, we, we had three of them. We have one left. We sold two. I know. That I mean, had those a lady who saw those these are... who has a rental place in Park City, and she had to have two for yeah. Park City. I love it. But the problem is don't put your cat on it because you'll you lose your lost. cat for a week. <laughs> 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 All right. Come see us, 1825 South, 300 West, or, of course, 86 East, University Parkway in Boom. Warm. It's the warehouse. Boom. Boom Friday right. continues next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're listening to another edition of Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a Football Friday on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mac, Alema Harrington. We are live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. We talked about uh, Utah State and their new head coaching uh, hire in the last segment. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the game we saw last week, Alema, because I know you have uh, oh. a lot of thoughts on that Coastal oh. Carolina game. And here here's where I'll start you, and we'll get yeah. Coach Mack's thoughts as well. But it was a heck of a game. Yeah. I know it didn't go BYU's way, but I, it was fun to watch. I, I've said this because, you know, some people wonder because they, they see me as this BYU homer, right? And they're thinking, okay, you know, all he cares about is, you know, BYU, them winning. He sees it through, um, you know, blue uh, lens. And some of that is true. I'm not going to act like that's not, not the case. But maybe less than people might think. I was able to watch that game, <clears throat> and especially the final moment of the game, right? As time expired and Milton was right there on the goal line. And watch that and, and walk away from it going, Wow, that was, you know, a heck of a game. Um, And it doesn't mean that I I wasn't heartbroken to some degree that BYU wasn't able to pull that game off. And then you go back and you break it down, not to the extent that Hans Olsen will, but go back and break the game down and, you know, try to look for, okay, what happened? Where did BYU lose the game? Because they always say it's not lost on one play. And there's different things that, that, you know, came into play. But one of the, the thing that, and and this was the discussion as we went to, went to commercial break. Tom mentioned this, and and I think a lot of people I think have this feeling. That play at the end of the first half, where ninety four was throwing Zach Wilson around and and thumping him to the ground. The fact that ninety four played in the second half to me is egregious. 
he should have been ejected. He should have been ejected for that. And how that was not the case just blows my mind. Now, I, you know, that, that's, that's neither here nor there now because he, and he had a heck of a second half, that kid. But for BYU, um, if, if I'm looking at something that I'm most upset about, I love the effort down the stretch. I love that drive in the final, you know, less than a minute you're driving sure. down the field. I mean, who doesn't love those kinds of moments? Um, win or lose, but to get that close and uh, be on the, you know, on the cusp. And still to me, I look at the fact that BYU said anytime, anyone, anywhere, and then somebody said on the Wednesday, okay, well, we're the, you know, someone, and this is the place, uh, you know, come play. And they're like, okay, we're on our way. Hit the road. And they hit the road and went to the other side of the coast, the coastal Carolina, the other side of the country, to play a football game. And they came up and they, they came out and they showed to give credit to Coastal Carolina. They're good. They had like a the whole team in the trenches of Trajan Coromas that were just, you know, these undersized beasts. And uh, and they played their hearts out. So give credit to that that team. But for BYU, the things that I admire is is kind of the way that they played, especially down the stretch, um, in spite of the loss, and the fact that they were willing to do whatever they could, whatever was in their power, to be able to, to get on uh, another game on the schedule and, and see what they could do. So I think, uh, I think uh, Alema, all that is true, but I yeah. think a lot of people wondering why BYU wasn't good enough to win that game. I mean, they were, they were I'll say heavily favored. They were favored by, everyone was picking BYU to win that yeah. game. It was a double-digit, yeah. Yeah. So what what the hell happened? I mean, what, uh, what 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 went wrong with that team, and why do you think it happened the way it did? Well, uh, this is what I'll say, and I, I'm not going to make excuses for the the the, uh, the the guys on the front line in the trenches and BYU's preparation maybe for that uh, that that RPO and the 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 job that their quarterback did. Speaking of the Coastal Carolina, and they've got you know three very good running backs, and BYU was not able to stop it. That surprised me because I thought that BYU would win the battle at the line of scrimmage, and they did not on either side of the ball. And, and that, to me, is where the, where the game was lost. And, and uh, again, you know, is the excuse that, well, they had to travel two time zones. You got these big guys. They're maybe a little gassed. They're underperforming. Whatever the case may be, if you're asking me where did they lose that game, that's where they lost the game was in the trenches. And that maybe, Coach, you have a different opinion, but that's, well, that, that was yeah. glaring to me. First of all, I did a little bit of background on, on Coastal Carolina. Most of the offensive linemen were, were wrestlers in high school. Yeah. And, and, they're, they're, and, and they're, real, they're a real chippy group. In other words, like they were – they were supposed to either be last in the, the league this year, <laughs> yeah. and so they had a lot of, they have a lot of, uh, you know, they have a lot of reasons to be who they are, you know, and they're just, uh, they're a real chippy, tough, hard-nosed group of guys that that love a contact sport, and you know, it, it kind of reminded me of. A, a team that that I coached at at UC, at UC Riverside many years ago, where 
the, the, in the history of the league, the, the Riverside team had never won a league game. And we came in and we bought a bunch of tough, really tough players from different parts of, 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 uh, of California and other, and, and uh, American Samoa and, and the kids out of Carson. And we, we showed up to play Long Beach State in a yellow bus and all of these, <laughs> and, all of, and all of our guys had coveralls on, you know, with those, with those uh, what they call white beater shirts. <laughs> and uh, so we get off, we get off the bus and these guys from, from Long Beach all had suits and ties. Right. And I can remember, I say, Oh, you got to play against that guy. You got to play against that guy. Look how pretty he is, you know, and all that stuff. And, and we kicked, we kicked the dog out of him, you know, physically and, and, and won the game and got the coach fired. You know, at Long Beach, he got fired right after the game. You don't lose to a Division Three team, you know. And uh, but we had we had guys on that team just like Coastal Carolina had. I mean, we had good players. You know, I mean, they we had a very tough, very tough guys, and and a good combination of of a lot of guys that didn't have a lot. You know, in other words, they were they didn't necessarily have two parents at home. They didn't necessarily have the best upbringings, you know, but they did have a chip on their shoulder and they, they loved to show it on, on, uh, on uh, Saturday afternoons. And this team really, this Coastal Carolina team reminded me of, of, of that team. And, and so when I was watching them, I said, I said, man, these guys are going to give you problems because they're all, they're all, they're mad. They're upset. They're, they're, you know, they got a chip and, yeah. and they got, and the other thing is that, that when you play a team, that's a, a spread option team, you know, the idea is to play keep away. You keep the ball and you use up the time of possession and then you force the offense to try to hurry to try to catch up with the score and offensively you get out of your, your, your mode kind of, because you can't afford a three and out. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't afford to punt the ball. Uh, and I think the time of possession was way one-sided if I remember right. It was. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and the idea, I, I think it puts pressure on the offensive signal caller to say, Oh man, we got to score fast. Yeah. You know, we can't, we can't be, we can't be giving up, uh, you know, nine minute drives and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, and therefore your quarterback gets a little bit out of sync. The offense gets a little bit out of sync and then you got to, and I think uh, BYU's right tackle, I think had a really rough time in this game against 94 yeah. Yeah. and uh, 94 is a beast. You know, I mean, he's not a, He's not a well human being. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he played like it. So I, one, one, one quick question real fast. I, how much, if you were going to divvy this up, Mac, do you, would you, if you're going to blame, uh, do the coaches deserve some blame for not being able to get it? I know it was a short, short time period, but did, did BYU not know what to do in order to stop that uh, spread option? Well, you, in order to play the spread option, you need three or four days of, to, of preparation because, you know, you, okay, so I think they were slow playing their outside backer. 
mm-hmm. uh, to rally to the pitch. And, and the, the outside backer was out of position the majority of the time. And the, and the quarterback would come out there and he'd fake the pitch and he'd come back inside. And I think the, the defensive front guys got wore out, you know, um, uh, they didn't, they didn't look as, as fast as I've seen them. And they, and I think they got, I think they got dominated. Uh, and so, you know, but we, we only gave up, I mean, BYU only gave up, uh, was it 22 points, right? Yeah, and it, it's right. And in the second half, uh, BYU's offense uh, was a big part of the problem, too, because they couldn't sustain those drives you were talking about that they needed to. Right, exactly. So you, you can't afford to have a 3 and out. And they had, and but Limit could kind of confirm this. So how many drop passes did they have in this game? Yeah, two. Oh, they had two drop many. passes, yeah. too many dropped passes, yeah. right? And, and then one and of I, them was on that big throwback to yeah. to uh, to Zach Wilson, and then the pass down, I think, was either to Romney or Milne. It might have been it Romney. Romney. And, and that, that was a catchable ball on a critical drive that, that should have been converted that wasn't, right? And so, um, you know, guys were out of sync. And, and as Coach, like Coach Mack was saying, you get with the time of possession that, that Coastal Carolina had, then you start to feel the pressure a little bit. Then one incomplete pass in a series yeah. now becomes like, oh, my gosh, now we're way behind the change. Like, you know, and you start to really press and, and you stop playing loose. And what BYU has been able to do this whole season is play loose, man. Yeah, and yeah. and they, they were not able to do that in this game. And, and um, you know, again, give credit to Coastal Carolina. I think a lot of people underestimated them. And, and that's a good football team. I mean, a really good football right. team. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't ever underestimate a, a, a team like that that has a lot of guys that – that yeah, people they, have told them they were not good enough to not, play at yeah. that so-and-so or good enough to play at so-and-so. And you get that group together on one team, and then you have a, a, a coach that knows how to instill them to, uh, to play the game. And then they start they, – then, and then you got, you got all the psychological stuff on your, on your mm-hmm. side because you can sell a game. You can sell it to the players – Hey, you got these big bad guys coming in here that are that are much bigger than you, stronger than you. Uh, you know, should be in the top four. You know, I mean, I could see what the coach is telling these kids, and I could see what they're saying. You know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna show these guys when they show up. And one other yeah, thing I noticed there, Mac, that uh, and I'll let me, uh, I don't know if you agree with me on this. Uh, Jake and I have talked about it quite a bit. But if I were going up against a quality quarterback, I'm not going to let him drop back into a comfort zone. I'm going to pressure him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's going to burn you on occasion. But, man, I am not. And that's exactly what Coastal Carolina did. I, Zach Wilson hasn't looked that uncomfortable all season long, not even close. Yeah. He was he was running around all over the place. And uh, that I thought that was a strong move on Coastal Carolina's part. Yeah, well, that's what you call get the quarterback out of his comfort zone. Yeah. You what know, they did, what they did, I think, and, and, and uh, Gordon, maybe this – um, you know, kind of resonates is they disrespected Zach Wilson. Like they disrespected, especially that last play. I mean, through, he's a Heisman candidate with a chance to go to the NFL and make a lot of money. We don't care. We don't care. 
Like, you know, you're nobody on, on this field, on this teal field. Like, we don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, so it was uh, – it was a tough. It was a tough, a tough challenge for for BYU, and uh, they didn't they didn't always answer the challenge. And uh, and seeing a spread option that you don't have enough time to work on, you know, you don't like to make excuses, but yeah, those are those are facts. And uh, and we should have scored more than we did. You know, we should have scored if we hold them to twenty two. I mean, if we just play at our average, yeah. uh, I mean, we'd, we'd probably score 34. So, so it just, uh, and I think the big tailback fumbled once, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And he hadn't, he hadn't fumbled all year long. And, and I hadn't seen any drop passes, you know, and, and it just little things end up being big things. And uh, especially in a game like the, a game like that. All right, uh, we'll push pause for a second because we're way over. We'll get to more uh, coming up. It is a Football Friday live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Breaking down the Utes, Cougars, and the Aggies. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Football Friday on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Alema Harrington, Coach Ron McBride as well. We're live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. It's a one-ease way to say Merry Christmas to you. Wow. All right. Yeah, there you go. Wow. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's wow. not Al Harrington, the South Pacific man that uh, had a show in Waikiki for 20 plus years. That's uh, I'll tell you what, that, I, I've been I've I've been there to witness those people two or three times. Yeah. My dad had yeah. a good show. He had a great show there. He, in Waikiki, he, he got, but he, he could right sing he and I show. cannot. I saw your dad. Yeah. Tom is with us, of course. We, we've talked, but we have a mutual really yeah. good friend. I have a friend whose name was Joe Aquin, yeah. and he used to sing. He was the original with Don Ho, yeah. and then he took over at the Polynesian Cultural Center and did that luau yeah. show for probably 25 years. Yeah. And but I've seen job. him that with was your the dad. legendary. So, yeah, we were just Aloha. getting uh, I had a, I had the vision of Santa surfing in in Waikiki in uh, in red board shorts and a big beard. <laughs> and uh, that's how we do it in, in, in Hawaii. That's what I'm going to do. Explain that. Explain that. Will you, Aloha, for people who've never been to Hawaii during the holidays, yeah. uh, just real quick, uh, describe that for me. Well, for, it's awful. It, Don't go. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> so when I take my family, yeah. there's no way there. Some people think it's like, well, we want a white Christmas and, and the snow on the ground. But just think how awesome it is. Like, we didn't know what it was. We would have Christmas trees shipped in on mats and containers that came from the continental United States. And some people would grow them locally, but it's hard to grow that type of Christmas tree in the islands. Um, so, you know, we still had those traditions, but some of the other traditions maybe were a little adjusted uh, and included, uh, you know, big luau's that would last for days and 
Um, but we still waited for Santa to come, and we would follow, you know, follow the tracking devices that they had and watch on TV. Is he going to make it to Hawaii in time? And we were fortunate we were time zone or two back. And so, you know, we always had a chance that, that he, he would, you know, would, he wasn't going to miss Hawaii. And, and, you know, hopefully I was good enough that I was going to get some gifts. And, and, uh, but Santa makes it to Hawaii. So for anybody that was wondering, well, you know, if I go to Hawaii, are we going to have Christmas? The answer is yes. The Santa white it there. Christmas yeah. is the foam coming in off the surf. Indeed it is. Indeed it Pretty is. And good. It's glorious. It's awesome. glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's t- horrible. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> 18, uh, eighteen twenty-five South 300 West. That is where we are. Of course, Tom jumping on. And uh, you're, you're great to our listeners always, Tom. And that's important this time of year because people are out there scrambling. Hey, we're going to try to get a picture to Austin of this table. Yeah. Um, can we do a could can, can you take a quick video where I can, like, unfold the leaf? Like, just a, like an eight-second video. You can do whatever you yeah. want. Go get it, Olympia. Yeah. Can I go do yeah, that? Yeah, you're on it, buddy. Yeah. Can I be the, I'll do it I with be two the, fingers. The leaf model? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, the expandable leaf model. That might be too, that might be R-rated. Yep. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them about the table. How much is that? What, do, you have, do you still have the various heights or just one height left? Well, I have a counter height, okay. and I'll do either one or a regular table height. Yeah. The counter height does not have a leaf. The normal table height has a butterfly leaf. It goes from 84 to 108 inches. Yeah. It's one of the nicest. I can't say the brand on the radio because yeah. I promised I would not. Um, but it's an incredible deal. The table alone is from 2800 last week we found it yeah. to somebody had it for 1799. Yeah. We're going to do it with six chairs for 899. Uh, this table is, this only, is seriously an insane deal. Table only. For five hundred bucks, yeah. And I'm going to give if you buy a table and eight six chairs for eight ninety nine fifty bucks to Gordon and Jake for the road home. How cool All is that, right. Tom? Thanks. That's man. awesome. Hey, Coach, I have to ask you a question. Okay. What would Nick Saban have done if right before halftime his Heisman candidate got pounded three times by those two uh, offense <laughs> defensive linemen? <laughs> they'd have they'd they'd have gone nuts probably, yeah. and they would have been suspended on Monday. Am I wrong? In the SEC. Am I wrong, yeah. Coach? Yeah. Well, no. Just you know, you have to look and see who the officials were in this game mm. against BYU. What league were they from? Were they from that league? You know, I mean, I, I, don't, are, I don't care about that. What would Nick <laughs> Saban's you know, response Saban been? Well, he would, he would have gone he nuts. Would, yeah, he'd have he'd have been really, yeah, he'd have been uh, definitely been real prolific in his uh, in his uh, statements, and he would probably have got, you know, they'd have probably at some point uh, retaliated during the game mm-hmm. on on one of the other opponents. You know, That's what been, disappointed me last week. I didn't see any of the. Hey, we got to protect our guy in the second yeah, half. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And as a lemon knows, you know, if somebody goes after your quarterback yeah. and and then what you've got to do is you've got to protect you've got to protect your, your turf. Yeah. You know what they say, payback. Payback is a bummer. Yeah. Is that what they say? Exactly it is, it is a B word. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's not a it's not bummer. It's not that. Yeah. yeah. Close and enough. yeah, down in Provo, it's payback is a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, we, we're going to have to get to this. We have some breaking news uh, coming up. Uh, this coming from Brett McMurphy in regards to Utah State. So make sure and stay tuned. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Thank well, give, give it to me. Uh, well, stay tuned. <laughs> it's More a tease, next. Coach. On a football it's a Friday, tease. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.